All right. Appreciate everybody uh, coming out. Uh, fantastic week. It's probably my, other than opening weekend, my favorite week of the year uh, in college football, rivalry, rivalry week. Uh, it's one of the many things that makes this sport special. So I uh, love everything about this weekend that we have uh, coming up. You know, before we go forward, certainly just want to uh, thank our fans again for not just the amazing environment, atmosphere, Saturday night, uh, but what they created all season as well to sell out every single uh, Saturday home game. I watch a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot because I'm busy, but when I'm able to, I watch as much college football as I can, and I see a lot of empty seats in stadiums. Uh, I see a lot of teams that do a pregame walk um, that have very few people at it, and every single game, that Gamecock walk that we did was unreal. Uh, every single game, the atmosphere out there in that stadium was awesome, and certainly just want <clears throat> Gamecock Nation to know that we don't, take them for granted because I realize it's not like this everywhere. And what we have here is very, very special. And Saturday night was very, very special. I was able to watch the TV copy uh, after the game, of the game. And and uh, it was a three-hour, I shouldn't say three-hour, college football games are way too long now, but four-hour just infomercial on all things Gamecock athletics, Gamecock football, Columbia, Williams-Brice, University of South Carolina, the state of South Carolina. So that was a uh, awesome showing Saturday night by our fans. Also, just want to, uh, you know, uh, send my thoughts to Hendon Hooker. Hate to hear about his injury. What a fantastic young man, fantastic player he is. Got a chance to visit with him before the game a little bit and uh, certainly pulling for him and know he'll be back uh, uh, better and and stronger than ever and his best football is still in front of him also. Uh, Injury-wise, we're in good shape. Marshawn and CBS both uh, were out there at practice today. Hopefully when we come in tomorrow morning, they will have responded well to what they did in practice today and, and feel feel good. That was part of the issue a couple of weeks ago was Marshawn practice and just didn't respond the way we wanted him to or he wanted to uh, the next day. And uh, so we're optimistic that he'll feel great tomorrow morning. But when we came in on Sunday, he told me he was playing this week. He and CBS both did. So hopefully they'll continue to uh, trend down in the right direction because I know they both want to play and uh, we're going to need them. It's a fantastic uh, team that we're playing on Saturday that you could argue they're playing their best football uh, down the stretch. I think if you look at them year after year, they just continue to get better as the season goes. Uh, Another 10-win season for them another opportunity to win an ACC championship and uh, that's not easy to do I mean I know everybody just thinks you're just supposed to just roll the balls out and you're supposed to win every Saturday uh, when they get everyone's best shot every single week uh, in that league because of what they've done and to be sitting there with 10 wins again is uh, is remarkable and an opportunity to win another conference championship they're extremely talented as you know they're extremely well coached As you know, offensively, they're playing really good football here, uh, especially last week. You could argue it was their best game. They're protecting the football. They ran the quarterback a little bit more last week. Shipley at running backs, a a heck of a player. They got dynamic receivers, veteran offensive line. Defensively, their front seven is probably the best we faced all season. Um, In their group of defensive line and linebackers, every single one of them will play in the NFL. So they're really, really good up front as well. And then they got weapons uh, on special teams also in the return game. You know, Shipley's back there returning kickoffs and and is a threat back there also. So we've got to have a great week of uh, preparation from our standpoint to give ourselves an opportunity to go play 
even better than what we did last Saturday. And our guys are excited about the challenge, excited about the opportunity. It's a great rivalry. I've uh, been blessed to be a part of some of the iconic rivalries in college football during my coaching career. And this one's right there at the top. And, and uh, excited for the 2022 um, uh, chapter of that rivalry and looking forward to getting up there on Saturday. You know, it's a normal week for us. We practice in the mornings anyway, so we really don't have to get much out of our routine from a Thanksgiving standpoint. We practice today. We'll practice tomorrow. We'll practice Thursday morning. Usually on Thursdays, we're done at 1130 uh, and off the field, and it'll be no different any, this week. So luckily, we don't have to change our routine. It's the same routine. And and then usually on Thursdays after practice, we don't see the guys again until Friday morning because we don't have anything with them in the afternoon. And this will be the same case. So they'll be able to, if they live close by, be able to get away and and uh, go eat with their families. If not, they're all, some of them are coming to, over to coaches' homes and things like that. And then we'll be back over uh, on Friday morning to start our normal uh, game weekend routine. So questions? David's back. Welcome back, Dave. Appreciate it. You got it, man. Shane, uh, you know, not out, outside of coaching in it for four years, growing up in this day, being from Charleston, what are your first memories of the USC-Clemson rivalry? Any plays or games that stand out to you? No, I certainly always watched it before I even came back to South Carolina um, to coach just from, uh, you know, having ties in this state and, and following uh, uh, South Carolina and Clemson both growing up and, and then – you you get into it when you come here as an assistant coach and you realize, you know, how heated and passionate this rivalry is. I had some great moments uh, when I was here as an assistant coach, had some not great moments as an assistant coach, certainly had a not so great moment in my first one as a head coach, you know, last year as well. But, you know, the thing that stands out is just the passion. Uh, 365 days uh, a year, Spencer and I were talking about um, – this rivalry compared to like OU Texas and Bedlam and things like that. So I was trying to give him a, uh, a little bit of a synopsis of, of this one as well. And there's been some great players, great coaches, great teams. And, and this is um, right up there at the top of all the ones that I've been a part of. Uh, yeah, coach, obviously Saturday was an explosive game, just offensively. Um, some of the players went here a second ago talking about, I guess, moving on to Clemson week. Just what are some ways um, from your perspective, like what are some practical ways that you, I guess, you know, tune out the noise from a 63-point outing and move that into, I guess, another week against a, you know, top whatever team? Yeah, quit talking about it, honestly. I mean, I love Justin King and what they do, but I told him no more, no more Tennessee videos. Like, you're amazing and brilliant at what you do. But I told him after the game on Saturday night, get it all out Sunday, Monday, because once the players come back in here on Tuesday, it's full speed ahead on – on the next opponent and and um, with the players told about your practice today you know they went to class on Monday and everybody was patting them on the back well the Tuesday classes are different you know so they're seeing those classmates for the first time since Saturday so everybody will be patting them on the back and told them the same thing politely thank them but we're moving on and um, we didn't do a great job of that last year honestly you know we had a unbelievable home win against Auburn uh, in 2021 and got bowl eligible played these guys seven, day, seven days later and obviously were not ready to perform like we needed to perform, and that's on me. And, um, you know, our guys are excited. Our guys certainly are, are, are very confident, but we know, and I told them today, like the reason – there's a lot of reasons we played as well as we did last Saturday, but it started with our preparation during the week. So for us to have a chance to perform well on Saturday 
uh, up there, we're going to have to prepare well during the week also. You know, and it's easier said than done because I've told you guys before, I get we get four hours a day with them in here, and they're out there the other 20 hours here and how great they are as well. And, and certainly we want to build on what we did last week, but it's just moving on and, and – what we did last Saturday becomes even more special and even bigger if we were fortunate enough to to win on Saturday, you know. Then we can talk back and we can Justin can tweet out all kinds of videos from Saturday night and hopefully this Saturday as well. Just we're on probation right now. No more Tennessee tweeting. Shane, I know you're a keen observer of college football. Um, do you see any similarities between Spencer and DJ Uyunglele in terms of hype, uh, adversity, and then bouncing back? Absolutely. Um, two guys that were uh, very highly recruited, and rightfully so, coming out of high school. That kind of goes back, Gene, to what I've said before, when you're the when you're the Head coach, offensive coordinator, quarterback, like when things don't go well, you get the brunt of the criticism. And I think we all know when you sign up to be in those positions, that's part of it. But people criticize DJ, and all he's done is won 10 games. And I guess they had a bad night at Notre Dame, but if I'm not mistaken, they're averaging like 30-plus points a game. And they're one of the top 30 score, or top 25 scoring offenses in the country right now, I think. You know, so I'm sure he would tell you there's things that he can do better as well. But he's a god. I don't know him, but just watching him on television and seeing interviews, he stays, you know, very poised, doesn't get too high or too low. That is Spencer. He's got great confidence in his ability. That is Spencer. And um, they're both coming off really, uh, really good games, you know. So Spencer's been fantastic. He was fantastic on the field Saturday night, but Spencer's been fantastic off the field since the day he got here. And uh, I would imagine it's the same for for uh, DJ and, and the way that he is in their program also. Shane, you mentioned being aggressive on fourth downs after the game. I think you're on pace for your second best fourth down efficiency over the last nine years. Really? And, yeah. What do we have to do to, like, be the well, – come on, Colin. Ooh, I got the spreadsheet right here. All right. So what's, – What's our percentage got to be? Uh, you got to increase it by 3%. Okay. All right. Goals. Goals. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I guess when when you decide whether or not to do that, what goes into making the decision to go forward on fourth down? Is it gut feel? Is it game plan? And, and is that something that might carry over to the Clemson game this week? Yeah, it's uh, it's probably more it's game plan and and gut feel. Like analytics have become so big in college football. Now you watch you watch a lot of college football games. There's a in a lot of those games you'll see a guy standing next to the head coach with a literally a binder and he's walking down the sideline with him. Honestly saying, the book says to go for it. You know, the book says to punt. The book says to kick the field goal. The book says if you can get two yards here and it's fourth and four or less, go for it. And I'll certainly look at that. I mean, we subscribe to a, analytics, and I read a lot of their write-ups during the week and things like that, just trying to – I love information. So I'm not knocking it. But for me, we don't go by the book necessarily, but it, it's more uh, opponent, game plan, gut feel, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we, I told the team on Friday night last week, like, we're not, punt, we're not going to punt five times on, I think I told you guys in the post game press conference, like, we're not going to punt a lot on fourth and manageable tomorrow night. That was strategically something I felt we needed to do to keep their, you're not going to beat Tennessee punting to them six times. You just, 
they're gonna your defense is gonna be out there too many plays. So we went for a what fourth and one in minus territory early in the game. That was one of those kind of decided before the game. Like I'm not punting the ball in fourth and one tomorrow night, and um, our dirt we decided that during the week. We went for – we had a fourth and one and kind of down there in plus territory. We had a false start or a legal snap. We got bumped back. We had a fourth and six. We have went for it. That's the ball that he threw to Juice. Just another one. Field goals aren't going to beat Tennessee. We need to score touchdowns. And if we got it in a manageable situation, let's go for it. But a lot of that, too, is on third down telling Sat, hey, I'm thinking about unless we lose yardage here, we're going to go for it on fourth down. So he knows to make – you know, by his, his call – and then a lot of it, honestly, is just kind of gut feel how the game's going. I think every game is is uh, is different as well, but we always want to be aggressive and and attack. You know, I mean, I got criticized last year in 2021 against Kentucky for not kicking field goals and going for fourth downs, and that didn't work out. So it's one of those: if it it works out, great. If it doesn't, um, you're criticized. But Tennessee game specifically, Colin, it was more just I thought the risk of going forward on fourth down outweighed the um, negative of not getting it. So sorry for the long, drawn-out answer. But moral of the story, gut feel game plan. All right, probably could have said that five minutes ago and been (laughs) on to the next one. I know you want to stop talking about it, but what have the last couple of days looked like for you? Like what, you know, was it like having your dad and your mom there on on Saturday night? And, you know, have you been, you know, getting bought drinks everywhere you go in the community? Like what what has the the response been like the last few days? Uh, The response has been fantastic. Um, I'm not out in the community, unfortunately, during the season. I, I left late Saturday night, drove home, woke up early Sunday morning, drove to the office, left late Sunday night, drove home, came in Monday morning early, spent all day, drove home tonight. I will leave here and go to Backstreet's Grill tonight for Carolina Calls, but then I'll hop in the car and I'll drive right back over here at 6.30 to come back to work. So I wish I've been out in the community, but my wife told me she got a standing ovation at Pilates yesterday when she went to uh, went to Pilates. I thought that was pretty cool, you know, that they uh, recognized her when she came in. My kids certainly had a great day at school on Monday, better than what they had probably last Monday. So it's been fantastic as well. So you're happy for, you know, the people on the outside. And then just for me, um, I know how important – uh, Saturday night was to so many people, without a doubt, and uh, they deserve it. That celebration and and it's been pretty cool. I mean, it took me two days, I feel like, to get through all the text messages that I had from people um, congratulating me, but especially the ones that were lifelong Gamecock fans that talked about how much Saturday night meant to them for so many reasons. That was, uh, you know, pretty cool and very rewarding. But it's also one of those. You know, you got to put the phone down and you got to get to work on Clemson pretty quickly as well because it's week to week in um, in this profession as well. You know, and um, last Saturday was really good, but this Saturday is a, a new week also. But very special and very rewarding for sure. Shane, this is kind of a related but at the opposite end of the spectrum. Following your first Carolina-Clemson game as head coach, is there an interaction with a fan, Carolina-Clemson fan, um, in person, a social media that stands out to you and one that captures the essence of what this rivalry is all about? Like my interactions with them since the game? Or it could be like it could be on days 
Um, no, not really. I mean, we immediately went out on the road recruiting, so we lost that game on Saturday last year, and and on Monday I was in some high schools in Charleston, South Carolina, and certainly the people that work in the front office at Wear Orange were excited to see me, but for the wrong reasons for me as well. I mean, they were very, they were very uh, certainly excited, you know, about that, and then. My point being, Rick, like you go into high schools and there's a bunch of Carolina people in there. There's a bunch of Clemson people in there. And to be able – I went into a high school in Charleston that Monday morning and, and spent the day down there. And you realize when you go in that high school, you got a lot of people that are sky high after what just happened on Saturday. And you got a lot of people that aren't sky high. So you really uh, – it's in, it opens up your eyes how impactful this game is to so many people and what it means. So that really uh, resonated with me. And then – you know, probably just uh, when you go to the Gamecock Club events and things like that during the springtime and summertime, uh, you you are reminded how important this game is uh, to so many people also. Hey, Shane, sorry to ask you about Saturday night again. I'll be a part of the problem here. <laughs> We're <but>. good. <laughs> um, you know, when obviously Carolina fans are ecstatic about Saturday, but they're also like, what in the heck happened? I mean, this is so different than some yeah. of the offenses that we've seen this season. Can you – after watching the the tape from Saturday, what were some of the biggest differences between Saturday and some of the games that you guys struggled? I know it's simple, but it's we just we played really well. I mean, it wasn't like we just reinvented the offense and and changed things. I mean, we certainly tweaked things. I would say that uh, schematically, like the calls that we went into the game with, not just on offense but defense also, was probably the smallest that it's been. Um, and it wasn't like that much smaller. It wasn't like we went from saying, okay, we're going to have a game plan against Florida that's got 80 plays in it on offense and we're only going to have 30 against Tennessee. It wasn't that. I mean, it was just really narrowing down what we were doing, um, really uh, you know, making ourselves – the less you do, the more looks you can rep it against in practice and things like that. So I think that was critical. And then I think our just guys just – Spencer played really, 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 really well and made some just big-time throws. But it wasn't like a lot of just new plays. I mean, the last touchdown to Jalen Brooks was literally the exact same play that we got criticized on for calling against George on fourth down uh, after the incident down there in the end zone. The exact same play. Exact same. Against Georgia, we throw it a little bit behind Jalen Brooks on fourth down, and it's – uh, it's a PBU, and it's the dumbest call that anybody could make on a fourth down. We call it against Tennessee. Spencer puts it right on the money. Jalen outruns them, and he goes and scores a touchdown. You know, so it was just we, we. When I come in here on Tuesdays, and I after a bad performance, and I talk about we were close, and it wasn't maybe as bad as it looked, and we know what to correct. I'm not just giving you guys like coach speak. That's really true. And we Spencer was really, really accurate, and our guys played with confidence. The offensive line played great and allowed Spencer to get comfortable, you know, back there as well. And we continued, we fed off the energy of the crowd. But a lot of the plays that we ran were – I mean, we did some different things with DK and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, the, the, the third down, the first third down to Kenyon that he caught over there on the sideline, we called the exact same play on the fourth down that Juice caught. And 
third down before he throws it to Kenyon, the fourth down he throws it to Juice, you know. And so it wasn't like we were just doing a bunch of new stuff. I mean, it's stuff that we did. We just we executed better on Saturday night, and uh, we'll have to do that again on Saturday too. Shane, I know there's you could, I guess, potentially have Spencer for two more years with his eligibility and all, but. When you look at a guy like Spencer, when an NFL teams ask about him, what what is a team getting in its Spencer Rattler as a quarterback? Uh, they're getting a fantastic human being, first of all. Uh, they're getting a great teammate. They would be getting a guy that works really, really hard, and uh, during the week to be to be his very best on Saturday. Um, a guy that understands, okay, maybe I don't understand this quite as well, or maybe I don't do this as well as I want to, and works really, really hard to improve on those things and then they're they would be getting a guy with just unbelievable talent I mean he made some what's I don't even know what the word is amazing throws on Saturday night he really did that uh you go back and watch the tape and you're even more amazed by it so he's got great talent and uh those NFL teams you know see that and um you know certainly I don't know when it'll be but when he chooses to go on to the next level He'll, uh, he's got a great, uh, great football future in front of him. Shane, a couple of quick ones. Uh, you told us last year your son was a big Dabo fan. <laughs> Didn't know whether another year had kind of lessened his, uh, you know, fandom there being ingrained in this rivalry thing. And two, just Clemson hasn't allowed a lot of rushing yards. Notre Dame gained some yards on him. But how essential is it going to be? to make sure that you guys get some push on the ground against that front four to kind of loosen things up. Yeah. Um, I think there's still a good, healthy respect for Dabo, but after he does my son doesn't like to lose. So he liked Dabo a lot better before we got beat last year as well. Um, and Dabo was very, very good to him after the game uh, or before the game. Dabo, you know, asks about him when, when we talk or when I see him. So there's certainly a respect level, but uh, my son's probably the, other than my youngest daughter, probably the most competitive person in that household. So he's, uh, he's, he's, um, he's excited for Saturday, you know, Brandon Streeter and I've known each other since high school and Brandon was actually in Columbia recruiting in May and actually came by the house for about 30 minutes in the springtime just to say hello. And, Hunter wanted nothing to do with him. So I think he's he relies pretty quick what this rivalry is about. So there's a healthy respect, but the, the love fest, I think, is, is, uh, isn't what it was. Uh, and then our run game against their defense, huge. I mean, all the things that, that um, you know, we talked about last week with Spencer. Well, Clemson's not going to let – they're going to do their best to not let Spencer have time and get comfortable back there. And with their defensive line – and the athleticism they have at linebacker, they're really, really good. And I use the word disruptive about Tennessee's defense, and they are, but these guys are like a different level. So we've got to do a great job of being able to help Spencer. And the number one way to do that is to be able to find the way to run some, run the ball, you know, some as well. But it's easier said than done, you know, against them because they're really, really talented and and uh, and really well coached. Coach, when looking at Clemson's offense, it seems like that a big part of their game plan is finding ways to get Will Shipley the football. What is going to be the biggest challenge in trying to slow him down on Saturday afternoon? He's a great player. He's fast. He's instinctive. He's tough. Uh, he's got great vision. He runs really, really, really hard downhill. Um, I mean, he 
they hand him the ball and there's no dancing around. I mean, he is downhill. So we've got to do a great job of stopping the run. It takes all 11. It's not just your defensive line and your linebacker. It takes everybody on defense to be able to do that. And then you're right. I mean, they want to get the ball to him in a lot of different ways, whether it be, you know, uh, swing screens or handing the ball off or, or whatever it might be. So we got to be one aware of, of where he is at all times in the run game and pass game. But certainly it starts with, with stopping the run. But then they've got weapons outside of, of uh, Will as well that, that they can get to also that we've got to you know, be cognizant of. Do you have any favorite memories of coaching in Death Valley when you were here for your first stint? And then what kind of characteristics does this team need to have to play well in that environment? Favorite memory. So I was here seven, eight, nine, and ten. Eight was not a good one because that was the game we lost when Dabo got the job after the game. So happy for him, but that wasn't a good day for us. Uh, certainly, two thousand ten, uh, we went up there, and that was uh, Antonio Allen returned an interception for a touchdown. Uh, we brought like our edge pressure, and I think he peeled with the back and intercepted it, took it back for a touchdown. Made some plays on special teams, and and that was pretty. That was a really cool night because we had already clinched. We knew we were going to play in the SEC championship the next week, and you still, even though you're going to Atlanta, you still want to beat your rival. So to be able to go up there that night and beat them in, in you know, pretty good fashion was uh, definitely a really really good memory up there that night uh, for sure. And what was the second part? This oh characteristics. Um, to me, it's, it's, it's mental toughness uh, for sure. I mean, I know it's going to be a rocking environment on there or in there on Saturday afternoon, and we're going to have to handle it better than, than, you know, what we did last time on the road. Gene asked me that question Saturday night, and he's right. I mean, we laid an egg uh, two weeks ago down in Gainesville, and, and, and we can't be that team Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a great environment, senior day for them. I mean, rivalry games are – emotional already you got two good teams going at it they're trying to keep their playoff playoff hopes alive we're trying to get our eighth win uh so there's a lot that both teams are are playing for and we've got to do a great job of being just mentally tough and making sure that we understand that you know talking during the week and and um wanting it really really bad and all that isn't going to get it done like preparing the right way during the week and then just going and playing well on um on on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon will um will be huge. How similar are uh DJU and, and KJ Jefferson um from earlier this season and what kind of lessons can y'all take from that game, if any, since it's been so long? Yeah, I I think very uh very similar. I mean certainly if you're Clemson with the with uh, DJ's size at the quarterback position and his ability to run it and throw it. I mean, they ran him a bunch last week against Miami. So they want to run the quarterback, and then he's got arm talent as well. I mean, they'd be crazy to not study everything that Florida did to us two weeks ago, and they'd be crazy to not watch what Arkansas and K.J. Jefferson did as well. And we've got to play a lot better. I mean, we did not perform well enough at all in um, – in those games and we we have to be better we know that um and there's a lot of similarities big athletic quarterbacks that uh can hurt you with their feet but then also hurt you with their arm spencer was in here earlier and he kind of 
we said that maybe there were things they could do better on offense, and he kind of joked that he just said that. But as a coach, when you score on 9 out of 10 drives, what do you look for kind of looking back, trying to actually find a way to improve on that? How do you even go about it? Yeah, I mean, you dissect every single play, and on every single play there's something somebody could be be better at. And, you know, I go back to probably just technique and, and fundamentals, you know, um, being an old tight ends coach, uh, you know, we – we on the third, the fourth and one that we handed the ball to um, Jaheim earlier and early in the game. You know, I see a, a uh, we don't take great footwork at the tight end position and we get beat inside a little bit. And Jaheim just kind of was strong enough to run through the guy. Well, if we do that this week, uh, Murphy and, and KJ Henry are going to hit us in the backfield, you know, on that. So just being able to just dive in, it's nothing probably glaring when you play as well as we did. But to me, it's more just the, the technique and the fundamental part of it um, as well. Not having, you know, we had too many penalties. We did, and we had some pre-snap penalties for a couple illegal snaps that whatever happened there. We can't have that Saturday. Obviously, it's going to be really loud Saturday, so we've got to be more efficient. And we've had way too – we've been – we went from being – through what is we played 11 games through nine games I think we were like the fifth least penalized team in the SEC and just in the last two games alone we went from like fifth to near the bottom and that's not like us we've got a we're a disciplined football team we need to clean up penalties and a lot of those were offensive things as well and and uh just getting back to playing smart football technique fundamentals uh typically early December's Heavy on recruiting and you guys going out on the road, but I guess now you have the transfer portal mm-hmm. window opening. How, how do you guys try to balance, you know, doing the, the typical recruiting stuff and maybe having to recruit a little bit with your own team and, and monitor who's coming into the portal? And all yeah, that? it's um, it'll certainly – this is years unlike any other. One, because of the, the portal window opening up. I mean, it's already opened up for FCS schools, so you see guys from some of the, the FCS schools that are, that are uh, in, the, in the portal now because their window open, uh, ours opens up next week as well. And, um, and that adds a different element to it as well. Not to mention the recruiting calendar is a little bit different this year as well. You know, normally we would play this game on Saturday. And if I wanted to be in someone's home on a recruiting visit Sunday morning, I could be, well, the calendar is different this year. We can't go out on the road until, a week from Friday, you know, so we'll play the game Saturday and then we'll be here in the office Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with our own team uh, having, you know, conversations and and getting ready for what's next and things like that, which is a little bit different also, you know, so just kind of planning wise how we want to set stuff up and what we'll be doing during that time and then hitting the road recruiting for really an extra week this year as well, or a later week, I should say. You know, you're going out basically a week later, but you get off the road a week later. Uh, you know, so really it kind of affects your looking long-term. It affects your bowl game prep a little bit as well, you know, because we're on the road one uh, late one week later in December than what we were last year. So, you know, getting ready for a bowl game along with recruiting is a little bit different as well. So we've got to be very organized We've talked about that with our recruiting department and staff. We got to do a great job of that, being very organized because it is different uh, this year than than any other year previously for a lot of different reasons. Uh, Coach Clemson has ten fumbles and twelve turnovers overall in their last three games. 
Is that something in game planning with the defense that factors in? Maybe it makes you pin your ears back a little bit more, be more aggressive, knowing that they might be vulnerable to those turnovers? Yeah, it's something that we look at every week. Um, they would say the same thing about us, looking at us, because we've turned it over t- way too many times, and we didn't the other night, and, and that was huge. And that's one of the things I, I said I wasn't going to talk about last week, but that was one of the things that we're proud about is, you know, it wasn't like a turnover fest, and we just feasted on turnovers. Tennessee had the one, but other than that, nobody turned the ball over, us included, and we just we lined up and beat them. And that's something that we can build on. We spent a lot of time on turnovers and emphasizing creating them, but also preventing them as well with our ball security. But it'll be critical this Saturday as well. But certainly when we see a team that, you know, has turned the ball over or maybe it's something you always look at on tape. Hey, this guy carries the ball really, really loose. Or this guy's put the ball on the ground a lot this year. Let's really be even more aggressive about attacking that thing when we tackle him. And it's things that we talk about in practice all the time. So, yeah, it's it's something that is always a always an emphasis, you know, for us. But – something that we know is going to be um, really, really, really critical uh, this Saturday. Because I know Clemson's really, really good when they win the turnover margin uh, historically. And I know we've been really, really, really good when we win the turnover margin since I've been here as well. So we need to do that Saturday. We didn't do it last year against them, that's for sure. All right. See you all at Carolina Calls tonight at Backstreet's Grill. Right, Liz? All right. right, Six o'clock. Thank you all.